1: Getting the kind of sleep you want the most is the best reward you can give yourself after a long day at work. Not only does it give you a fresh start to your day, but it also boosts your confidence to make greatness happen. This is why you need Sleepasil, a non-addictive and over-the-counter sleep supplement made with natural ingredients such as melatonin, valerian root, and chamomile. Sleepasil is FDA approved and is available nationwide in Mercury Drugstore, Watson's, Rose Pharmacy, South Star Drugstore, and Genetica. You can also order it online through Zalora, Shopee, Lazada, and Watson's online. You can also visit their website on www.sleepasil.com and follow at Sleepasil on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can never go wrong with your finest sleep. Sleep safe and sound with Sleepasil. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hey, Grateful Ones. Before we start, find yourself in a comfortable space and take three deep breaths. I know it's been tough for all of us, so let's take this time to feel whatever you're feeling as you take a deep breath in. Take in love, kindness, joy, and gratitude. And as you exhale, let go of any pain, anger, regret, or discomfort you're feeling right now. Welcome to After 30 with Gara Erigel, a 30-something reminding you to take deep breaths and live with gratitude as we talk love, life, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, good books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. I post new episodes every Thursday. Follow at After 30 with Gara Erigel on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated. Today we have the very beautiful Kathy Ryneses of Coaching Happiness podcast. She is also a coach and um, a mindfulness practitioner. I'm so excited to have her here on the show with
2: us today. Kathy, how are you? Hi, Kara. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm a no. I'm I'm I'm, be, I'm getting a little stir crazy because of all this staying in, having to go out. I miss the beach. I'm so jealous that like you are out. <laughs> in a farm, you can get sun, you're working on your tan, and here I am just getting paler and paler by the day. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking
1: good though. You're looking good and fresh. That's, um, and, and thank you so much once again for being here today and for making time. I know you're super busy as well, but you know what? I have a mini story, okay? You're talking about being exposed okay. to the sun. This is how yeah. much I've been cooped up. <laughs> um, before I would like just stay under the sun the whole day, even 12 noon, talagang swimming under the sun. Uh-huh. The other day was the first time. I've been here a week. The other day was the first time I went out and 12 noon, kapal 12 noon under the sun, swimming. I love the sun, my skin is used to it. I got a major heat rash. Oh no! <laughs> it literally just healed. Started healing like yesterday. Pero grave. Oh, saw my arms. Para siguro sabi ng balat ko, hala relax. You know, <laughs> one
2: oh, <no." laughs> <masyado> gigil. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, think eh. about it. Like, like we've technically, well, us in like Metro Manila have technically been indoors for the most part for almost two years now. So, you know, kahit anong sanay ng katawan mo before to be out in the sun, getting tan, wala shock I know. Wow, now that you said two years, parang you, you put a number to it. Right.
1: Has it been that long? It has been two More years. More or
2: less. Yeah, it's been like a year and a lot. <laughs> a, a year, year and plus, a
1: lot. and, and to, a year and too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But which is why I really want to be able to talk about, you know, this topic that we have today with you is because apart from, um, if not all of us, most of us are going through or have suffered through some sort of trauma, right? In our yeah. childhood or some sort of traumatizing experience. And this one, particularly that we are all going through right now as, as a world, diba Hindi lang <laughs> siya we're all literally going through this. So I want to be able to talk about this with you because um, uh, more and more of us are realizing now that we have probably gone through one right? or many mm-hmm. types of trauma because now we have time for ourselves. We're staying indoors. We get to talk to our family, right? to our yeah. friends closer, and we're getting to know ourselves even more. Um, and the there's a little bit of danger to that, is that we're going getting to know ourselves a little more and our traumas probably, but we don't know how to deal with it or heal right. from it. Yeah. So that is what we want to be able to talk about today, basing on our experiences, because it's traumatized tayo as people. Mm. <laughs> Here. The collective right now, for as, sure. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So first, what is trauma, Kathy? What is trauma, and um, what are the different types of trauma?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, like, like, like you said, like you're right, like a lot of us, we go through um, different types of trauma in our life. I don't think anybody um, has gone through life trauma free. And basically, all trauma is, is going through um, stressful, um, frightening, or distressing events. Um, and having to deal with that having to unpack that and seeing how it kind of affects our lives later on. Now, the difference between, let's say, tra- having experiencing trauma and experiencing, let's say, like a hardship, right, is traumatic events. They tend to be sudden and unpredictable. So there's there was no way that we could have known that this was going to happen. And sometimes it involves a serious threat to life, like bodily injury or death, etc. And it really feels beyond our control. Now, there are different types of trauma. um, But the one that I'll kind of get into is the one that I usually see as a well-being coach. Now, just to preface, I am not a therapist. So everything that I'll be explaining is based on my experience as a well-being coach and my background as a positive psychology um, practitioner. Um, so number one is you have acute trauma. So that is trauma that we get from a one off event. So that could be, let's say, um, because you lost a loved one, or, um, you know, physical or sexual assault, that could be one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you have Chronic trauma, which is the opposite of acute trauma. And this is where the trauma is repeated or prolonged. So this can be um, like in high school, if you were the victim of persistent bullying, that is chronic trauma. Um, If you had to endure, um, you know, consistent abuse, you know, emotional, physical, sexual Um, and for those who are in marriages, a lot of the times um, they deal with um, domestic violence um, as a trauma. Um, another one is, what is the other one? Complex trauma. So you have complex trauma, which um, has it, arisen, it arises from experiences um, that are repeated or there are multiple traumatic events from which you don't feel that there is, any escape, so um, it's really that sense of being trapped, um, is, is part of the big feature of that experience. So, basically, what's happening to us right now, this entire pandemic, for some people, it can be considered complex trauma. About like, you lost your job, you yeah. can't keep the house, but, you know, you, you're stressing over how to pay your bills, etc. etc. Um, And the last one that I'll tackle is called Adverse Childhood Experiences, or ACE. So -hmm. this covers a wide range that a lot of us um, usually, if you're mindful enough, we try to unpack when we get into adulthood. So this is either from like you directly facing or witnessing trauma while growing up and kind of accepting it as normal and then you kind of get older and you're like or um you don't realize that you've coped that that you you, you've created coping skills so this can arise from let's say the sudden loss of a parent um neglect again you go back to the emotional physical sexual abuse um even divorce can be some of the most common types of adverse childhood experiences, not 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 traumatizing. Okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Kathy. Yeah, no, so 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 that's like for me, like those are those are I think like the four major um, types of traumas that I usually see um, whenever I do well-being coaching. So with well-being coaching, um, you know, people usually come to me because they have some goal that they want to work on. Let's say they want to lose weight. They want to feel healthier. Um, right. They want to be able to manage their emotions better. And that's their goal. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it can't be healthy. We, we have to dip into, you know, like what kind of caused the, let's say, the impairment of not being emotionally literate, or, you know, why, why are you emotionally eating? And, you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to something happened back in childhood, that I, you know, that that this was how I coped, etc. Or this is how Mm -hmm. I shut down. Um, And up until adulthood, there's still They're still bringing that with them. And it's still something that they need to unpack and understand in order to move forward.
1: I I, I couldn't agree more. That is so true. And it affects every single um, part of your life, especially your relationships, Majorly. And not just, Mm. um, you know, loving relationships, especially with your family, Lalona, and also work. Diba? And even how For you sure. treat yourself, diba? it's affect mm-hmm. really affected by what type of trauma you probably went through um when you were younger or what you were going through right now. Lumala basat lumala basha sa na. Oh my god, so relationships I totally relate now that I'm new kind of newly married. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's also kind of a downside, I guess, to being aware of this, aware of trauma <laughs> and its effects, but not like you that I, I don't know you in the depth of it, right? So I'm just aware of it. So, like, when yes. I see it, like, for example, I have a fight with my husband and, and some sort of, I deal with it this way and he deals with it differently. Like, I want to step out of my body and be like, that's the effect of your trauma. It's not my fault. <laughs> True. But that's not my job, though. Right? Yeah. I, can't, I can't do that. He yeah. has to be able to realize that for himself. Otherwise, it's going to be a
2: whole new argument. But oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah right, it, it really it really starts with awareness. So let me just share the story as well, like well, yes. we, we can go in, we can go into my traumas. I talk about this all the time with coaching happiness, and people are like, about coaching happiness ka? Ito yung mga story mo. but then it's like I, I you you can't go to like this space and just, oh, I'm love and light. I'm all no. there needs to be some shadow work that goes on,
0: otherwise.
2: So So to get to where I am today and I can genuinely say that I am happy. I know it's because I've done the work and I can be honest with myself and I have that self-awareness and I know that I'm not going to be happy every single day. That's just, that's nuts, but Mm -hmm. I'm resilient enough to go back to that space after I've kind of overcome whatever it is that's happened in my life. Um, And yeah, you were talking about like relationships and trauma and my brother since of course we grew up together so we kind of experienced the same trauma um Mm -hmm. and I asked his permission before before sharing this and um it it, it's affected his relationships in such a big way so um a lot of our trauma was like from our mom um she was she's very she's she's narcissistic she's emotionally manipulative financially controlling etc and you know, and that's kind of the environment that my brother grew up with. So he's the youngest. Um, my experience is a little bit different because I grew up within. Um, yes, my mom was there, but I also grew up within um, what I call a Filipino community. So back when I lived in Dubai, um, there, there was a very small Filipino community there. So it was like families raising each other's children almost. Like we'd come together every, every Friday, which was like their Sunday. And you know, we would mm-hmm. all hang out together, et cetera. So I had different other like parental figures. With my brother, it was basically kind of just my mom because my dad had kind of left uh, at that point. Um, and it's interesting how his trauma shows up is he's, he's, he'll be 30 this year in December. Um, and for the longest time, the entirety of his life, like he struggles with the word, I love you. So Aha. like he does not he feels so uncomfortable when when uh-huh. a female like gives him affection it makes him so uncomfortable even me like like I'm his ate and I would like he would drop me off at home and I'd be like oh thank you so much like I really appreciate it thank you for taking the time to drop me off and he, and his gut reaction would be like sige na sige na babaka na pa you know, and like, we'll just stare at each other. And I would just laugh because I know where it's coming from. And he'd be like, why right. did I say that? <laughs> um, you know, so at least he, he catches himself now. He catches himself now. Yeah. And he was like sharing like There was this one time like there was this girl that he really liked. They went out, etc. At the end of the night, the girl like kind of told him in the car. She was like, I really you know what? I like you. And his gut reaction, what he, he face palms to this day was his gut reaction to that was patting the girl on the knee and saying, oh oh, lang yan. <laughs> "Okay, lang not man. even the shoulder, knee, <laughs> the farthest. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I was, like, was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, where did that come from? Like, I know where it comes from, but then you know, like uh-huh. having him dig through. Why is it so uncomfortable for you to experience receiving love? It's trauma. It is. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And thank you to your
1: brother (laughs) for for also agreeing (laughs) (laughs) for you to share that as well. But So you you both don't share the same type of trauma. Um, Is it okay uh, to ask yours, like, what is yours, Naman?
2: The yeah, manifestation of sure. trauma Yeah, so for me, um like I said like growing up, growing up with my mom, um my trauma was there was a lot of physical abuse. Um, my dad, parang feeling ko yung dad ko yung pinakakamukha ko um sa mga mm. And when he left, um I was kind of like my mom's physical and emotional punching bag. So whenever she was in a bad mood, like she would pick on me. And I was blamed for practically anything bad that kind of happened in her life. And if anything happened to me, like, it was still my fault. So, like, she would, like, push me down the stairs and, like, it was my fault Like, stuff like that. Um, you know, and for, but, like, to our friends and relatives, um, of course, like she would never, she would never show that she was always the victim. So it was really like me and the youngest were three. Um, the mm-hmm. middle one had the typical middle child syndrome. Like he was different trauma, but like he was the one that was never really paid attention to. So I don't know if that's mm. a, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but it was, it was me and my other brother that really got the brunt of it. Um, and yeah, for me, it showed up in my relationships um, because also of my dad kind of leaving, etc. He showed he, he kind of came back after 10 years. Um, like I was able to kind of find him and he had like a new wife, etc. But the trauma that that kind of instilled for me was I have trouble trusting men and mm-hmm. I have I have a lot of anxiety being around like the moms of like my partners, like the boyfriends that I would be involved in when, when they're like, oh, let me introduce you to my mother. I like the anxiety, like I can feel it. And I'm like, oh my God, do I really like, I'm flattered, but like, can we push it back to like maybe next month? Um, Cause I, I'm, I, I get afraid that I'm gonna get the exact same treatment that like I got from my mom. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And even though that experience is, invalidate every single time like I meet the moms and they're lovely and they're sweet and they take care of me I still can't help but get that oh okay. yeah oh my gosh what am I getting myself into do I really want to do this you know and feeling like I want to back out whenever I'm in front of like a, a mom figure so it's it, it was it's really a process for me in terms of that when it comes to yeah when it comes to my relationships
1: Thank you so much for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's actually super powerful. And you know, I so far based on my experiences of the conversation that I've had with, you know, with with our guests here also and some coaches and even my psych, hmm. um, ang laki ng effect ng ang hirap maging nanay, no? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Also growing up, I thought, you know, my my issues with men were all, you know, were tied to my issues with my dad. Mm -hmm. When we Mm -hmm. unpacked everything, it was really my mom. It was an unmothered child issue. It was that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And it affects a lot of of how you treat yourself and how you are Mm -hmm. um,
2: towards other people and how you receive love. For Uh, sure. But I I, I think yeah, it's hard to be a parent. In general, because, in general, yeah, yeah in general, because like number one, like you don't know what you're passing on to your kids, like you know, like right. you just you just kind of do the best that you can with what it is that you have, and mm-hmm. you know, like let's say like for my mom, I, I used to be so angry with her, like I had really bad anger issues um, until I kind of realized that you know what, like that's all she knows, like that's the yeah. only way that she knows how to respond to the situation, and. Yes, like I am a victim of the abuse, but I can I can take a step back now and kind of look at it and say, you know, blah, she didn't have any other tool to kind of deal with being abandoned, I guess. So, you know, it's, it's, it's I, I have to look at it in kind of that way. Um, mm-hmm. But I also believe that, you know, we have no choice, whatever. You know, growing up, whatever it is that we were given, our parents, our experiences, etc. But when we get older, it is our responsibility to heal from it 100%. Hi, this is Mirza season Got lots of goals and dreams but are fazed by obstacles? Join me as I help you unpack the tools you need to navigate through life's sometimes bumpy roads. Listen to my podcast called you can do this. You can do this. Available in all major podcast platforms.
1: Exactly. That, that That's a very kind way of putting it. I, lo- I saw a quote somebody posted a few days ago that said something like, um, you know, you have to forgive your parents because you have to think about it this way. They were also growing up with you. I don't know, they were also learning new things and growing up while you were growing up. Yeah. Um, so, But it's so true. Awareness is number one. But it's also super-duper important to apply it in your life. and You can't always keep using it as an excuse. That's also the danger of being aware and just Mm -hmm. being aware and stopping there. You use it as like, oh, "Oh, I'm like this because I was traumatized when I was younger. So accept me because this is who I am. am. That's not the way life works. If you want to live happily and and have effective, efficient, loving, and kind relationships, you're going to have to unpack. And heal yourself. So, exactly. okay, um, what are the signs of, of emotional psychological trauma? For example, if if this is the first time you're encountering it, you were unaware mm-hmm. of it for the longest time, or you're with someone in a relationship with someone who is also
2: unaware. What are the signs of trauma? Um, okay, so yeah, so I think, well, from from a psychological ish point of view. Um, whenever we experience trauma, it's really our sympathetic nervous system that jumps into action. So our sympathetic nervous system is our fight, flight, freeze response. So mm-hmm. that's why um, sometimes we get the short term you know, fear, we get anxiety, we would um, go into shock, or we would have like anger, aggression issues. Like that's all normal in terms of trauma. That's just how we um, respond. So just to give um, a little bit of awareness to the, the range of effects. So of course, again, we have freeze. That is the feeling where you're you're paralyzed. You're unable to move. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Somebody else needs to move you um, in order in order for you to get out of the way. Um, another one is flop. So it's just doing what you're told without being able to protest. Um, you know, like you have no, like you, your your brain just kind of shuts down and so kana lang to well, it's whoever. the first time I'm
1: hearing protest. a flop. So, it's always been yeah. fight, flight, freeze.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's there's flop. freeze. There's flopping. You because like you're 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 in shock. And then mm. yes, there is there is fight wherein you want to struggle, you want to protest. Um, there is flight where you are hiding or you're moving away from whatever it is that's causing the trauma and -hmm. then there's also fawn there is trying to please someone who is trying to harm you Um, so the range of effects from all of that I mean of course you know trauma shows up different for different people um it Mm -hmm. could be um overwhelming fear or for some people that's where they develop um obsessive uh and compulsive behaviors that's how they feel that they can cope um others um this one was this one is more of me like i detached from other people and from my own emotions so i was basically kind of emotionally numb to what was happening around me because it was my parental figure that was you know abusing me so in my head that left me so confused because you're supposed like I didn't know whether I was going to get love or abuse from my parent, and you know just unpacking that is every time she would talk to me I didn't know what I was going to expect um that kind of made me emotionally numb to what was happening around me um depression is a big one so I was diagnosed as clinically depressed back when I was still living at home I was in college um I didn't really drink I didn't do drugs I didn't you know I didn't smoke my coping mechanism was sleeping I could sleep for like 24 hours straight (gasps) wild right because in my head if I was able to do that, I was like challenging myself. About, like, can I sleep longer than that? Cause in my head, if I could sleep throughout the day, that was like one less day I had to deal with. To deal with my trauma. So I didn't have to face it for 24 hours. Cause I was asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was, there is also a lot of guilt, shame, emotional shock and disbelief. Um, another one is like my brother. So he has the inability to maintain healthy, close relationships, or to choose appropriate people to be friends with. And um, he he was he's also the one that's in the self-destructive behavior. So for me, in how got to deal with my trauma was sleeping. Um, mm-hmm. He got all the rest. So he got the smoking, the drinking, the <laughs> drugs, etc. That was uh-huh. his journey. <laughs> um, so self-destructive behavior, impulsive behaviors, um, the the inability to make healthy occupational choices. Um, mm-hmm. And then the loss of former belief systems. So, you know, maybe because of trauma, let's say you used to be very religious. Um, because of what happened to you, you may, you, you know, you may turn um, atheist. You don't believe in anything anymore. So that could be um, because of trauma that you experienced.
1: Mm-hmm. We really have to be aware of these signs, no? Because it's so easy to just, especially here, huh, tamad, tamad. Exactly. If you, aware your 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 major caregivers, your parents, right? If you were sleeping mm. all day, because that was what was going through your head and to them, yeah.
2: and it's like Yeah, that or was like, that was me definitely. Like I was definitely labeled that. I'm like walakang Then mm. I'm like, you know, uh, uh, emotionally numb. I don't care, you know, <laughs> whatever. But then when I was in my late twenties and I was unpacking all of it. Then mm-hmm. I kind of realized that oh okay so that's why it's my bad. body was doing that like I had I had no idea like this was just you know me um, this was me more kind of flight like I wanted to escape and this was this was my idea of escape if I could like sleep through it because I couldn't escape by doing drugs by alcohol etc that that really didn't appeal to me. This was the only thing that appealed to me, um, so yeah, that was that was all I could do then. And now I'm like, okay, <laughs> I think <laughs> at it, least it, she got enough
1: sleep. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> like, at, least, at least she got that. <laughs> but yeah, no? with me, I was just. May I, if, if I may just share a little bit. Mine was, yeah. um, and I also uh, share this in a couple of episodes, I think, here on the podcast as well. Mine, the most significant for me was when I was about seven or eight years old. I was, um, So my mom gave birth to me and she went to the U.S. Uh, when I was one year old. So mm-hmm. I was raised by my grandmother, um, who was still grieving because months before my mom, a mo- uh, six months after my mom gave birth, my grandfather died. Um, so she was, she clung on to me and parang ba I was her, I was her new baby and the plan was for me, for us to move to the States with my mom, but she, we never followed. She kept me to herself. And so she, mm. I was her baby. I was so spoiled, but also so loved, um, okay, this is what happened and this is the trauma that stuck with me. I was nine years old. My mom had planned to come back to the Philippines. And um, of course, I was excited to see my mama, my real mama. And at the time, I was calling yeah. my Lola mama because she was, you know, she was my mom. She raised me. Yeah. But and, and I remember this very, very clearly. I went to her and I was like, so excited. I'm seeing my real mom for the first time the day after. And I told her lang, parang, mama, can I call my real mama mama now? Mm. I asked her, um And she got so angry and so hurt. She started throwing things. She started, like, wild crying talaga. Pinalo niya ako. Ganon. Like, she lost it. And yeah. I remember her telling me, galit na galit siya talaga. Parang, bakit mo siya tatawaging mama? I'm the only one who raised you. I'm the only one who loves you. Your papa, your mama, they both left you. Nobody loves you. I love you. I'm the one who oh, wow. loves you. Yeah. And she as a child, deba, yeah. and I, I only started talking about that um, to my psych about five six years ago. Um, and the reason I, I went actually went and saw that uh, that psychologist was because I was having really destructive relationships, and I would go for men who pattern who would cheat on me, who would hurt me emotionally, mm. and just leave me. And parang ha, akala daddy issues, whatever. But no, actually, it was more like I, I I don't remember it now. Uh, clearly, ko ano talaga yung kosnon. But it had a lot to do with that, with that moment in yeah. my life where I was told they all left you. So you can't trust anyone, even your yeah. parents. Everyone's gonna mm. leave you anyway. Yeah. So all my relationships were shallow. Parang takotakong talaga ng mag trust and commit. Mm. And, and that was the effect. On, even now that I'm married, it still comes out. Yeah, ang hira plano na when you're married because you're supposed to trust your partner fully, and I can't.
2: Yeah, I still can't. For sure, it's yeah. From I mean, we're we're kind of in the same boat when it comes to relationships, and from what I'm hearing from you, it's kind of the same as well. Like somebody told you, a parental figure that you love and trust told you that you weren't lovable, and we kind of believed it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so hard to unpack because that's a, for me, at least that's the voice in my head as well. Like whenever like I, I go, I date, I'm in a relationship, etc. cetera. There's a little voice in my head and I know who it belongs to. And she's always going, you know, like, you know, you're not lovable. Nobody's going to love you because I don't I don't love you. So who, who else is going to love you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and it, it really is it really is a journey to kind of take a step back, even with awareness, it, it's, it's annoying. It's, it's kind of in our body already. So to kind of realize that and come back and say, no, you know what, like I am worthy of love and I am lovable and based on results, like a lot of people love me. I get that. It really is. It really is an uphill battle. And I don't know, like personally, I don't know if I'm ever going to get over it. Um, because it is so ingrained. Um, yeah. So I just need to keep reminding myself, based, look look at your experiences, look at your results. You know? So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you love yourself. I love me now. It took a while. Yep.
1: It took a while. But I think that's mm-hmm. the most important thing at this point, right? For you to be able to, I guess, heal from it, is to learn how to love yourself enough to even allow yourself to heal from it. So because it it, manifests physically, let's bring it back to this trauma that we are all going Mm. through, the the pandemic of losing your job, losing your loved ones, seeing people Mm. around you getting sick and and losing them, And the uncertainty of it all, Mm. it affects our physical health greatly. Now, how? how does um, Please explain to us, uh, to our viewers as well and listeners, how does this type
2: of trauma affect our physical health? Mm, so yeah, so let, let's, of course, again, like there are so many, there's a plethora of, you know, how, how this can affect their health, but just, just to base it on um, the clients that I'm currently seeing and myself that's been struggling through this entire pandemic, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are, I have a lot of clients who get panic attacks, um, you know, coming sort that which comes from fear of the future. Um, there is that disassociation. It's when you feel you feel numb, you feel you spaced out, you, you feel detached from your body and like things that are happening around you just feel so unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also what we call hyperarousal. So that is feeling very anxious, on edge, you're unable to relax. So all the muscles in your body are just tight. And you're because you're just constantly looking out for threat or danger. Um, A lot of people get sleep problems, so either they struggle with insomnia. Um, I have a lot of clients who struggle now with nightmares because they have, you know, they have trouble processing their reality. Now Um, there's also um, suicidal feelings. Um, I get a lot of clients, which I immediately um, send to my therapist friends because they're already talking about, um, you know, it, you know, fantasizing about ending their life. What would that look like? What would that look like for their family, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and then there's a lot of alcohol and substance abuse. You know, people are trying to cope. So they try to escape um, through drink. That affects Mm -hmm. your liver, that just affects your quality of life in general. Um, It affects your mind as well, you know. Um, For me personally, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety. And um, I I talked about this in one of my podcasts is I didn't realize coming out, you know, like being stuck indoors for, for a year and a half, you know, being just, you know, mostly being around two, three friends to be safe. I developed some sort of social anxiety, so whenever I go out and like I have to like meet and talk to new people, like <laughs> yeah. I've See? forgotten how to people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, am I am I over am I oversharing? Am I not talking too much? I don't mean, do, am, do I sound friendly? Like I don't yes. mean, do I sound stalkery? Like hindi ko na alam. <laughs> And it's like giving me anxiety because I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't call myself a coach. And then, like, if you know, if if their experience of me is like stalkery and asking too many questions, or I, I look antisocial, I'm like, that's not gonna, that's not gonna look good for what I do. Um,
1: yes. But
2: yeah, anxiety is real.
1: I feel you. That's so true. <laughs> and even now, I remember, my gosh, I was stuck at home in the condo alone for eight months last mm. year, right? And then mm. I went here to get married. So, it, suddenly, it was in it, it, the province, but they were so open. They uh-uh. weren't as strict. Uh-uh. So, you know, and then family. So, I was like, how do you, man? Again? How to Something as simple as, Don't, <laughs> did I just fart? No, okay. No, I I'm
2: not even physically yeah. aware anymore because I'm so used to being yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm more comfortable around pets than I am with people. Like, gonna- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. And, and a lot
1: of other physical things definitely it affects us. And you know um more and more of us are being more aware now of how you know our emotions really greatly affect our mm. our physical bodies like when we're yeah. stressed by mas masakit ang ulo mo mas masakit yung likod mo yung yeah. me, i would always get like sakit ng upper back mm. and like um, I forget, besides, I have a cousin who 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 uh starting massaging or feeling my back she was like, tense. Can yeah. you relax? And even the way I, you know, I carry myself, I'm always so tense. And mm-hmm. my hands are always closed in a in a in a fist. Like it, this is my regular alam mo yun, ito na yung uh-huh. regular katawanko. So brace uh-huh. and my jaw is clenched, canon and lumalabas all these you know all these emotional things the way you carry your body and it can be really heavy for your body as well i i um uh uh, what's this i i saw this thing online Mm. somatic experiencing this this is so new to me it's the first time i i i chanced upon this what Mm. is somatic experiences or somatic therapy and what
2: are your thoughts on this um, so, yeah, well, when it comes to when it comes to that, like, I'm not really, I'm not really a therapist. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kinda, I kinda don't want to get into it so much. Okay, it, it really, it really is um, using the body to as the starting point to kind of heal from whatever Trauma or PTSD, it is Hmm. that you're that you're going through. So I think that's something more for more like probably like a therapist can go through. Um, I I have different tools for um for 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 as a well-being coach that we can Mm -hmm. go through a little later on.
1: Okay, but thank you, thank you so much for answering answering that question. I was also just really curious about it as well. Maybe you know it also needs a little bit more research on. On my end, for that, because I'm no, curious about the physicality of it all, right? How it yeah, yeah. and 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 I guess that's how yoga works in a sense, right? Yung mm-hmm. You use your body to relax yourself, but it has to go. We have to be at 2021, diba? this day and age to be able to work to parang combine both, diba, yeah. um, using our physical bodies to heal ourselves, breath work, diba, and mindfulness, and also exactly. talk therapy, being able to express our feelings verbally and merge the two. Yeah. That would be so powerful.
2: Like healing, I mean, I think that's the misconception as well, right? Like healing is holistic. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I, I also happen to work at Centro Holistico um, where they do, there are a lot of functional medicine practitioners and they also do um, integrative healing, which is a lot of acupuncture, um, which is part of traditional Chinese medicine. They also Mm -hmm. do Reiki, and yeah i do my life coaching there as well and i love it there because you know like they're very aware that healing is holistic so they can functional medicine practitioners can work on your body they can you know kind of tell you what you're supposed to eat what you're not supposed to eat etc um
0: you
2: know they can do acupuncture on you but that's only kind of one layer To your healing, like that's just the physical. You you also need to be able to heal your um, emotional, even spiritual wounds um, at the same time. Um, So whenever I kind of I see clients, let's say, and they're sent to me because they have trouble with um, like let's say sticking to a diet, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we kind of okay, let's unpack that. Like what's happening. Um, or why do you keep binge eating? so that that's the physical manifestation already um, you know after doing a little bit of digging, let's say I could find out that oh okay, so there was trauma that happened to this person in the past um, which is which is why she likes to binge eat because this is her way of like, protecting herself like I had this client who she couldn't shift her weight she was so frustrated she was like I've been doing everything I've been exercising I've been like eating right etc etc doing the colon cleanses but I'm Mm -hmm. still at like this weight um so that's what we did coaching on and then um later on when we started unpacking what was happening to her um she realized that she was kind of using like that layer of fat as like protection, um, so emotionally, wow. that was that. That's what she was doing. Like she, um, she was um, sexually assaulted in the past, and yeah. she didn't. She 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 wanted to be unappealing in a way to men. Um, and, you know, it was because of when we started to unpack that, that's when she realized that. And she, in, in her head, she felt that, oh, you know, if they saw me as I wasn't attractive because I was overweight, then hindi nila ako papakailaman. And this happened to her when she was like, um, I think, like 18, 19. And she was in her 40s when I started talking to her. So imagine oh, him,
1: a long time
2: yeah imagine and more like that trauma she never truly unpacked and sat with and healed from um bit bit, bit, bit niya hanggang sa niya. Mm-hmm. um and 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 because that was the spiritual emotional trauma, it manifested as her weight and not being able to shift her weight So even though consciously she knew that okay, I really need to lose weight, it's good for my health, et cetera, et cetera. Um, subconsciously she was still really holding on to that because that was her protection
1: Ooh, that's crazy and you can't get there on your own
2: <laughs> right without no, the knowledge I mean, so. if you if, if could then she probably would have done it already she would have shifted the weight already and had better quality relationships with the opposite sex but yeah
1: not getting enough sleep we all know how that feels it makes you so tired, your body so weak, your brain won't function well. You'll be in a bad mood because your entire being is just overcompensating to survive the day with little, much-needed rest. How can you even begin to feel confident if your body literally cannot function? Good quality sleep is essential. You know what helps me wake up naturally in the morning, hungry to hustle and make progress again? sleep a sill. This is the best partner for a comforting deep sleep for me. Experience a healthy eight hour quality sleep every night with Sleepacil, the most trusted sleep supplement with natural and non addictive ingredients such as melatonin, valerian root, and chamomile. Sleepacil is FDA approved and an over the counter supplement available nationwide in Mercury Drugstore, Watson's Physical Stores or online, South Star Drugstore, Rose Pharmacy, and Genetica. You can also shop for Sleepasil via Lazada, Shopee and Zalora or visit the website on www.sleepasil.com To share your experiences with Sleepasil, follow and tag them on their social media at Sleepasil for Facebook, Instagram and on Twitter. Sleep safe and sound with Sleepasil. first first step is of course to be aware of it, right? For Mm. you to be able to, you know, journey towards um, your own healing. Uh, Be aware of it. Now how... Do we heal from it like if you were to talk to someone who's hearing about trauma for the first time what are the steps that mm. one can take to slowly recover
2: okay um well there are a couple um and but i think of course number one is your willingness to heal um i think for a lot of us the major struggle is we've identified ourselves and who we are by our victim story Right, like this is me, this is who I am. You know, I've been abused and I'm so kawawa and I'm all of this. (laughs) And for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, they enjoy it, they enjoy the attention, they enjoy I feel so sorry for you, etc. Um, so they stick with it. Um, so I think number one really is being able to be willing because you can see how this trauma um, you know, has affected your life and Um, you know, and you can see that Pag natuloy, to, this isn't going to end well for you. Um, so really, yeah, just having that sense of awareness of this isn't, this isn't good for me. This isn't working mm-hmm. for me anymore. And I need to do something about it. Yeah. Um, the next I think is being able to accept support from, from your loved ones so you know just to give an example in my situation with me and my brother there was a point where me and him we didn't talk for like six years he he kind of disowned me because he was going through his trauma and he was he was like he was um abusing he was abusing drugs he was drinking a lot he was just so into his you know like this is me and you can't stop me and blah 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 um and it took him six years and out of the blue, he just kind of messaged me and was like, hey, um, I, I kind of need help. Can I can I meet up with you, et cetera. And mm-hmm. that for me was such a good sign because it just meant that he was he willing was really? to really change now. Like he kind of saw that, okay, number one, what was happening just isn't working for me anymore. And I need to do something um, about my life. And, you know, like the, the look for that space, of people that can uh, that can really support you and can really be there for you um my suggestion like right now is to kind of s- look at your space look at the five people that you're constantly surrounded by and ask yourself you know can i trust myself with these people you know like if i am open and honest with them will they be able to hold space for me or should i be looking for you know another support group maybe you know so let's say like if you're if you're struggling if the trauma that you're going through uh you know is is in the family and you're with your family members maybe look towards another support group
0: Mm -hmm. um
2: but of course be able to accept the love and support of from your loved ones um Next is, of course, seek the assistance of trained professionals. Um, I always say this um, for anybody who comes to me saying that they are depressed and they have anxiety. I usually ask, "Have you been diagnosed?" Because a lot of the times we just like to jump to conclusions because that's that's we Google it, it and then confirm it. <laughs> no, because mostly because like that's the word that's been thrown. that's been thrown around lately, right? Yeah. Anxiety. So for people who are just, just like really sad or really lonely or are grieving, they don't know what that's called. Mm-mm. Because we've been taught then like as a people to always be happy, like you know, like wala kang, you know, like you're 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 so ungrateful. Pag, ano ka, pag hindi ka happy. Yeah. So we don't know how to identify now what happens in our body when we when we're feeling stuff other than happy. Um, so really, seek the assistance of trained professionals. You know, they can they can really do a lot. There's no shame in going to therapy. Um, it's really great because you know the, your therapist can help you focus on education, or can help you manage your stress by giving you um, stress management techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they can also help you release the the body memories that we've been talking about, um, and even kind of help to um, unpack suppressed emotions that might also be causing you physical and psychological, sorry, yeah, psychological pain. Um, Next is also being able to practice meditation and mindfulness. So if you're struggling with that, that's where I come in. Um, as a well-being coach, I can give you the tools in order to do that, um, educate you around what meditation is and the different types of meditation and how that actually helps um, your body. Um, a lot of the times, you know we like to check in on other people, but we don't check in on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, one of the things that I like to do in the morning is I do a check-in which is I kind of take a I take a minute and I try to feel like where in my body I feel tense. Like I was the same as you, Kara. Like I would I used to wake up in the mornings and like my 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 hands would be like like in a ball and I'd be like, what is happening to me? <laughs> like I'm supposed yeah. to be sleeping and relaxed. Why am I waking up like this? You know? <laughs> uh, so so you know like I, I had to do I had to do daily check-ins, just taking a minute, seeing where in my body I was feeling tense or heavy and then trying to find out, okay, so emotionally what's going on there? What do I need to release? Or what do I need to work on for today to, kinda, um, to kind of move this? Because um, I, I truly believe that if we don't address the spiritual and emotional, it's going to manifest as physical. And for me, that's kind of like, the last, uh, um, when that happens, it's it's harder to heal because you have to heal kind of like all three aspects of you instead of just maybe one or two. Um, and then I think last as well is like you mentioned earlier, incorporating movement into your daily routine. So yeah, you know, do yoga, go out, get sun, um, try working out, um, working out, Um, you know, in the mornings and getting that vitamin D. um, Not only does it really help the physical activity helps you release endorphins, but it also helps your body detox. Um, You know, so you're doing a lot of things that's really good for your body um, to help make you feel safe and stable.
1: Thank you so much sharing all those my gosh guys um i hope you take note of that i will definitely keep coming back to that and create a list but i, I couldn't agree more with uh, when you mentioned you know meditation and what you do in the morning is that you do you, you do a self-check and i've been that's why i've started uh trying to do when i started the podcast as well is is meditate every morning at least five mm. to ten minutes of yeah. just And there's this thing that I follow because if I don't (laughs) listen to something that I can follow, my mind will wander. (laughs) Second Mm. breath, I'll be like, what do I need to do today? Oh, I need to make a list. No, 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 go back, go back, go back, go back. (sighs) Breathe. And you know it, it's 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 hard, but it's doable, right? You just have yeah. to keep reminding yourself to be mindful. And then when you take the deep breaths, sobrang effective noon, because you, you will be more with the yung at uh, Take a deep breath and and bring your breath into your uh, your feet and then up to your legs and then yeah. your torso and then your shoulders. <laughs> and then some parang weird magic thing happens in your body, and you actually feel pa, diba, parang you feel part of the mind, my gosh. You you feel feel grounded. And grounded. And parang air actually going up to where you're you're leading your mind to which part of your body you're thinking that the light is going through or the air Mm. you're breathing is going through. You feel it. And now you feel that you're tense. And you let it go. Mm. It it all sounds so up here right now that we're talking about it. But when you actually do it, you have to do it to experience it. And then you know. Yeah, like a lot of
2: a lot of people like to dismiss meditation as as like woo woo, but no, there are a lot of um, there's a lot of research and just that really um, you know that 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 really supports it. It's kind of funny because you know like meditation, all these things that we deem as woo woo, it's been they've been practices that have been going on for centuries. I guess it's kind of like science just needs to catch up to it now. So like, for example, with meditation, of course, with the breathing, you, you know, you get that oxygen supply that you kind of need because we are such shallow breathers. So taking the five to 15 minutes for deep breaths really is, you know, is, is really great for your body. Um, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, the man, which is our rest and digest. Um, so that's why, you know, after we do our meditation, um, we feel so grounded, we feel so relaxed. Um, there are certain, there are certain types of breath work that can actually help put you to sleep. Um, because it, it does make you feel sleepy. It's the, um, four, seven, eight, um, breath work, which is you inhale for four counts, you hold for seven, and then you exhale for eight so if you kind of do that for like eight rounds or until you start feeling sleepy um it's really a good kind of way to um to help you get that quality sleep that you need so you know for sure like please don't dismiss it as woo woo. it's anything but
1: okay so we talked about um how a few of the steps from kathy you know that we can take to slowly recover and and the first is of course the willingness to to heal Diba? If, kasi if, you, if you're not willing, diba? also when there are and ng advice, if that person is not willing to, to listen to your advice and take the first mm-hmm. step of healing themselves, it's not going to So you have to be willing first to acknowledge that yes, there is a problem. And second is that you yes, you need to fix the problem. Um, we have a question actually here on the Facebook Live from Nerdy Rat that I want to highlight a little bit. Uh, I also want to talk about it. Paano, ito yung tanong niya, paano kung abusado din ng loved ones mo? Ano at ginagamit ang trauma mo to abuse you? Which leads me to my question. uh, How do you deal with a loved one who is, for example, unaware of their trauma and continuously manifests and projects the effects of the trauma on
2: you? Mm. Well, first of all, relate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I think maramis ate naman talaga relate sa na to. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like first of all, um, you know, for yourself, since ikaw you may awareness, I think you are the one who needs to. You're the one that needs to realize that. Okay, so this person is probably um, operating out of trauma. Um, it is their responsibility to be able to manage that. It isn't, it isn't really yours, but what you can do is maybe you can start the awareness by having that conversation of, um, you know, sitting them down and kind of saying that, you know what, I think what's happening to you, it's, you know, there's something, there's something bigger there. So like, for example, um, again, like with going back to my brother, so in six years coming, he comes over to me and he is like you know i think i'm going through something i don't know i think i need coaching um but for some reason he was totally in denial na like na he was he was he was experiencing trauma he was like no naman happy naman ako sa buhay ko you know blah blah blah, blah, blah. and all i could do is i just needed to meet him where he was at that was the most that i can do because of course, pang pilitan yung tao na hindi traumatized ka, hindi ano yan, you know? Because they're just gonna dig their heels in deeper, <laughs> right? And uh-huh. be in even more denial about what it is that they're going through. So you know, number one, really, it's open that door for them and just let them know that you know what, if if you wanna talk about it, I'm here for you. Or you can be honest with them and say, you know, I just wanna clear with you, like I really feel that there's something deeper going on. It's not just, it's not just this, right? Um number two, meet them where they're at. So, you know, kung dito lang ang level of awareness sila about what's happening to them. That's fine. Maybe you need to start the conversation by being vulnerable yourself, you know, opening up, let's say, like something that you've been going through, that you've been trying to process. Sometimes that helps as well. Um, number three, have boundaries um, it's it's really two way. You know, you're also allowing the abuse to happen. Um, you know, you're 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 allowing it to happen. You're letting it happen to you. When instead, you can have boundaries and just say, you know what, I'm not having this conversation with you anymore, right? Or you know what, the next time that this happens, I'm gonna walk. Like this is your loving kick in the butt. I love you, but there needs to be consequences. I cannot just keep allowing this to happen. You know, maybe that could be the wake-up call that that person needs to um, introspect and be willing to, uh, you know, work on themselves and ask for help. That's exactly the way I
1: deal with, our, with like, my... Uh, well, my traumas as well and my husband's. But I, there, there's a big mm-hmm. reason, I think, why we... You know, got together is that he has his own and I have my own, and we understand each other in the way because, sabi nga namin eh, parang if I have met someone um, na walang trauma like me, mm. work, and vice versa with him. Because hindi, hindi ako kakayanin ng Hindi rin siya kakayanin ng yun. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And we understand yeah. each other because we mm-hmm. understand our traumas, but at the same time, when we argue and we fight, it comes out, and so it becomes, oh my god.
0: Diba yeah. ang
1: laking downfall din namin. So, n- yun na y- yeah. naging way of dealing uh, for the both of us. It's like, okay, you're, you're, it's coming out. You're, you're about to say things that you will regret only because you're angry and because you're project pro- you're starting to project your trauma now. So, yeah. and we, and we have to walk away from this because mm. it's not about us anymore. Exactly. what right. I, there's something that I said or something that I did or didn't do that reminded you of your trauma and now you yeah. are unpacking it all
0: exactly
1: and i don't mm. i don't deserve this and this is not productive and it's mm. not helping our relationship in any way so mm.
2: but what, right. what i love with that is that you guys already have that awareness so for me like a good tool that i bring you know to that is um just asking the other person okay like for a minute can you just look at me with kindness and compassion you know, and, and for me that usually that is great at like number one, it stops the fight, whatever it was, and you know, that makes us take a step back and go, oh shit, oh why did I do that? You know, and it really opens up the you know, having better conversations and just you know being honest about it. So for me, like that's that's what I would usually recommend people to kind of, when you know, you're aware, this is not a this is This is him unpacking his trauma onto me, et cetera, et cetera. So you're the one that can take a step back and go, okay, I need to stop this. I'm like, wait, can you, for a minute, can you just look at me with kindness and compassion, right? And then just be honest and kind of say, okay, you know, I think my responsibility in this fight is this but really what i really want to say is this you know this and is the story I, in my head what's the story in your head because exactly yeah. and then you know you can always kind of say so is it true like this is what i'm thinking this is what my brain is catastrophizing um, is it is is there is, is it true so you can base it now on results right and he'll probably say no that's that's totally not what i meant or a little bit but not really this is what i meant and it can and you can have clearer conversations but it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of awareness because when you're in the heat of the moment <gasps> ang sarap naman ang sakit sa chest to mm-hmm.
1: to Diba? To step back. Kasi gusto mo, lalo na pag nasasaktan ka na rin, ba Ang mm-hmm. hirap lunokin and say, I know you don't mean that. I know yeah. you love me. You know? Mm-hmm. And ako, what I do is I hold his hand talaga. Kahit, yeah, yeah, whatever. Kahit, I hold his hand. Kasi, and like, again, the physicality of it, right? It's like, yeah. kakampi mo ko. Hindi mo ko kaaway. Yeah. I know you're just hurting. Hold my hand. Yeah. You know? And sometimes, sorry doesn't even cut it. So it has to be, I love you. I know mm. I love you. <laughs> but when you're angry, it's like, I suck it, Sabihin, no, and kissing. I wouldn't want to do somebody just so Correct.
2: I like your <laughs> ego comes out, and I'm like, I love you, but I'm right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> it takes so much to say, I don't even care who's right anymore. That's not exactly. the point. Yeah. How do we yeah. fix this? Ah,
2: takes so much, my gosh. Okay, a yeah, couple like, more things. It- yes, yes, go ahead. Well, I, I, and I just wanted to say like you mentioned Kenina and like you both of you kind of have the same trauma, which is why you guys got along. and I forgot if this was say Esther Perel or um, somebody else that was that, that, that mentioned that um, you know the the people that we're attracted to people who who have the same pain as us. So you know, like if you are in like if you grew up, in the most toxic relationships ever, the people that you're going to be attracted to are going to be the same. And they're going to be attracted to you too. So uh, again, like going back to my brother, because like we're I, I'm working with this on him, and like he's he he loves sharing his story because a lot of people relate to him as well. Um and yeah, like coming from a relationship with a very toxic mom, narcissistic, controlling, etc. Um, He's like I said, he's gonna be 30 in December. He's never been in a serious relationship ever, ever. And um, when he would like introduce me to the girls that he would be dating, I'd be like, Really? Like, what what did you like? Why? You know, I'm like, Why? Like, I could do so much better. And then when we would unpack it during like coaching sessions or like, you know, and I just give my two cents or whatever. He would, he realized that like, crap, like the person that he would find attractive had qualities of our mom, you know, like narcissistic, um, manipulative, controlling, etc. And he would fall head over heels for that girl, and then wonder why it would be such a train wreck. (laughs) So, you know, I think that's another effective trauma as well. Like if you see that it's affecting the way that even you look at relationships or you're not happy with the relationships that you're in or the people that you attract, it's not them, it's you. (laughs) So, you know, you really, you would want to really work on yourself because the more, um, you know, high value you become by working on your trauma and working on yourself, the more high-value people you are going to attract uh, and be attracted to you as well. Welcome to Chicas and Margaritas! And Margaritas. This is writer Kate Alvarez, TV host Valerita, and commercial model Doris Chong. Three different women with different personalities. And not to mention different hairstyles and different fashions. Discuss what it's
1: like being a modern, empowered Filipina.
2: Catch Chicas and Margaritas weekly on Spotify,
1: Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. That is very true. My gosh! But the uh, application of mensagens is before I would be attracted to men um, who were emotionally unavailable and mm. you know to- toxic. Uh, ngayon <laughs> that I found myself and loved myself. I found someone who will love me and always put me first. But he is my lola. <laughs> he is my grand. I married my grandmother. Mm. He spoils me. <laughs> To a fault, but when he's angry, he can be very mm-hmm.
2: hurtful, and that is yeah. So, so, so you married <laughs> your lola. For me, no man, yeah. the man, the men that I tend to attract um, are mama's boys. So. Like here I am, ini iwasan ko yung mga nanay, and the ones <laughs> <laughs> are mamas boys, or so so you know they they want to come to me and like I'm supposed to like mother them. So that's been <laughs> that's been my challenge. So ah, uh, I'm and I'm I'm still working on it. I still haven't like ang ngayong So I'm doing a lot of inner work right <laughs> now.
1: Oh my gosh are we all? I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, so Kate is asking, can we share here too? I love it. And Christelle Marie is also saying, hi, Christelle from DGY. Hello. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Okay. Well, th- and also, you know, sharing um, sharing your trauma and, uh, actually helps, right? Mm. If you keep talking about it, 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 make, it makes it real. It makes it somewhat tangible and Eventually, it's like eventually you'll just like we are now. And and talking about it constantly yeah. is going to also help um, your healing. Mm. So you mentioned this a while ago. You, you're still working on it. I am too. I think we will always be working on it in the same way that I, when I had this conversation with my mother and and we were actually in the middle of a fight. She was crying and she said, when will you ever forgive me? hanggang kailan am i always go mm. hanggang kailan ako magsu-sorry sa you hanggang kailan ako pagbabayaran the mistakes that i did and this was at the time you know like my third year of seeing my psych and and i said to her ma <laughs> sugat che eh, ba? sugat siya na malalim na okay nagheal na siya pero may scar mm. tapos yung scar th- that's the way i see it but may scar ando na siya forever Pero, ba heal na so, Alam ko na kung paano siya. Lalagyan ko na lang ng cebo de macho or whatever. But it's there, ba? Yeah. It won't ever go away. So my question mm. now is: Can we? Do you think we can ever fully heal from trauma?
2: Mm. Honestly, I think I think that would that would really depend from from person to person. But I truly I truly don't think that we would ever completely heal from trauma but you know like my two cents is I also believe that um, you know like coming into this life etc like this is part of the journey right this is our our human existence comes parcel of learning a lot of life lessons and you know unpacking and sitting down with all our traumas and you know figuring out how to heal from them is definitely one of them, Um, you know, but I I also want to, I also want to also emphasize that trauma can also be a good thing, right? Um, This, this is, this is like, for me, the whole reason why I'm doing coaching happiness and why I wanted to be a well-being coach is because of my trauma. You know, I, I, I have gone through a lot you know, when it comes, yeah, physical abuse, been there, done that, emotional, sexual assault, been there, done that. And, you know, it is very dark, it is very scary, but being able to face that and come out the other end, you know, turning that trauma into a gift, I think is the best way that we can not, I wouldn't say heal, but that we can kind of turn it around and look at it as more as a gift rather than something that um, is, has been holding us back. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of happiness coach that we're going to look at all those dark sides of you and we're going to explore all of that because that's where all the <laughs> big, lovely lessons are that we just don't want to look at. But once we kind of do and we can embrace What happened to us, we can accept, we can learn to forgive the people that did this to us and just kind of realize that, you know what, they're going through their own journeys as well. And they probably didn't make the best decisions, but that's out of my control. All I can control is my decisions and how I look at it and how I choose to grow from it. Um, and at the end of the day, I think that's all we can really do. Um, like me and Kara like to talk a lot about looking, um, looking, looking at people, situations, experiences, et cetera, through the eyes of love and compassion. And at the end of the day, that's, that's really all it is. You know, when you look at yourself through the eyes of kindness and compassion and you look at that wounded child, that wounded child's always going to be there. Um, and it gets triggered whenever things happen to us, but it is completely under our control how we react to that, right? Do we want to react to that with anger? Because you know, like this? I was triggered by this and it brings up all these memories and I feel defensive. Or do I have the tools and do I have the awareness now to be able to take a step back and kind of question myself and go, is this about me, Batalaga? Or, you know, or or is this about the other person? You know, like, is there a lesson here for me to learn? You know, and what is that lesson? And I think if we look at trauma through curiosity, instead of looking at it through um, you know, the that that experience of being hurt of, you know, getting, oh, I, 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 have, I have anxiety na and I have this na and I can't sleep. But if I look at it through curiosity and ask myself, so what am I supposed to learn from this? What is this supposed to teach me? What is the big lesson here? Um, then I think we may not completely heal from it, but we have no problem embracing it and accepting it as part of our life then it isn't as traumatic anymore.
1: I love that so much. My goodness. Thank you so much, Kathy. Grabe. 100% agree to everything that you said, kindness and compassion. You know what? Actually, what I realized at 33, I feel like the kindest and most compassionate people are those who have been hurt and have learned uh, and are still slowly learning to heal from it, diba? And, sure. and if you're aware of that, sometimes, you, you, but don't you catch yourself you when you see someone or if someone says something hurtful to you, instead of fighting back, you're just like ah, siguro may pinagdadaan going to, mm-hmm. diba? Exactly. Sometimes to a fault because ibang tao, why are you allowing this person to do? Yeah. Step back. It's actually harder to be kind mm,
2: right to take or just it or just knowing her. that like if somebody says something hurtful it's not about you exactly you know? yeah. it's not about you whatever okay that's not about you it's about that person and you're kind of like i wonder what this person is going through and now <laughs> we have all these anger issues and then those you tend to become more sympathetic because exactly. you've been there <laughs> <Reasonable>. <laughs> you You've been there. You've experienced that. You know what it is to be in this person's shoes. So when they're acting out, it's kind of hard to get angry. Kasi. And dami kong natutunan sayo. This
1: is something again that I will keep coming back to because this is a process. And it's just because, it like is. you said, you are a happiness coach. And me also, I'm no therapist. I'm not a coach either. This is, I love talking about these things because I too am still going through it at 33. And, hmm. and healing is wonderful.
2: Because For sure, and it really—it really is. The, it's part of the human experience, no. But then, I think we as a society, then we've kind of been taught na parang, oh, you don't want to say that you've experienced trauma or naman pag ng iba na yung mo, or you know there is so much guilt and shame around the trauma that we experience that a lot of us just kind of try not to deal with it. Because yeah, of those beliefs, na Ay, paano pag ni ganito, na ito You know, we're we're so afraid of being judged, but really, you know, hindi ka You know, at the end of the day, the reason then why why I, why I share my story to everybody and why Kara shares hers is because we know that we're not alone. And sometimes people need to hear these stories. People need to hear na, okay, baka, you know, hindi naman ganung kalala yung nangyari sakin, or baka mas malala yung nangyari sakin. But it's nice to know that there are other people there who get it. There are other people there who understand the pain that you're going through. And that, you know, if we can come out the other end, kayo rin naman, di kaya And, you know, um... I also believe that the lessons that we get, you know, trauma or other, like they come in cycles. So if you don't learn from it uh, the first time around, it's going to come back in another form. You know, like yung ananin is probably our relationships. Look at your relationships right now, like romantic and kind of notice, like you yeah, know, like you were talking about the guys that we tend to attract. It's a cycle. So until you know, we kind of realize that okay, there are things in our lives that we need to work on in order to break the cycle, so it doesn't happen. We're still gonna keep attracting the same type of of the same type of guy, different name, iba Pero the core pain, the core lesson that we need to learn is still gonna be there. So. Um, for me, like, I love to challenge myself, and I'm like, okay, what's the lesson here? I need to learn now, kasi ayoko na maulit You know? Um, And then, of course, putting it into practice, which is the hardest thing to do, and requires a ton of awareness, which is why also having that support system to call you out, you know? I I have that support system that goes, oi, Kathy, ayang ano naman, ah." and I can go, ay, o nga, sorry, sorry, sige. You know? Having that and it, it coming from a space then of love and care, you know, it's so important. Having that support system with that level then of awareness, it's so important.
1: Definitely. I Again, I couldn't agree with you more, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, your knowledge with us, your time and sharing this space with us. Thank you for just being so open and vulnerable and sharing your 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 deepest um, uh, you know stories with us. And you we, we you also mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast um, a while ago. Is that gratitude and kindness, and compassion, and gratitude contributes so much to your to your space? About helps you. As well. And this is something that I also love doing here on the podcast as I start with with taking deep breaths and I end with a gratitude shout out uh, to the universe. And I would like to ask you to share with us um, can be one, two, three, five, ten things that you are grateful for today in this moment to kind of help us ground ourselves right now before we, we come to a close and give away our sleep asille.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this. Having a gratitude practice, by the way, is for me, it's such a big part of my practice. If you guys notice that you guys are uh, the thoughts, the thought patterns in your head are very negative, um, having a gratitude practice really helps counteract that. So, you mga clients ko that I like, I, I, I call them, ano mga negatrons kasi sa sampung kong maganda labing isa yung makahanap nila na hindi na pwede nilang, um you know going reklamo and then if it's if it's them and their entire family and uh negat ano na yan mga puro nega stars na sila um, and um so if you notice that it's you and you're stuck with your family members and they're the same have have a gratitude practice wherein you you think of just three things and you share three things um, that you're grateful for, for that day. So um, I guess for me, um, first thing that I'm really grateful for is the opportunity, Kara, to sit down with you and do this podcast. Um, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for giving me the time um, to talk about, uh, you know, this the, these what I like to call shadow work, these dark, ugly things that we like to kind of keep hidden and pulling it out, bringing it into the light. And, you know, um, looking at it through the eyes of love and compassion. Um, Number two that I'm grateful for um, is I'm really grateful that, um, you know, it's finally the weekend. Um, We kind of get to relax and enjoy. There's so much to look forward to later in the day. Um, Number three is I'm just really grateful to be able to um spread this message that um you know having traumas doesn't mean that this this doesn't make you less than it actually makes you more of um so yeah and i hope that um that that serves you
1: thank you so much kathy thank you again for making time thank you for sharing this space with us i if I haven't said this enough already on this episode, I super duper love your energy and I learned so much from you. And again, this is something that I will, this is an episode that I will keep coming back to as Austria also says the same. This is a gold episode. We'll use this as my life reference. Love. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and like we said, um, uh, thank you again to sleep for sponsoring this episode and we are doing a giveaway. So I will be announcing the winner's after the live, and I will be posting it here on my page. But please, please uh, share with us. And uh, this is part of the mechanics. We're also doing another giveaway tomorrow when we post this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all podcast platforms. But for now, please use the hashtag how sleep helps and hashtag uh, after 30 I will post that here as well. And share with us how sleep has helped you in your healing um may it be your your physical body how good and enough sleep has helped you get through your day or how good enough sleep has helped you you know become more aware and you know function mentally throughout the day hashtag how sleep helps and hashtag x after 30 i will post those hashtags in just a bit but please share them with us and keep sharing this live kathy and yes, as everybody of Coaching Happiness Podcast, thank you, thank you so much. Please invite our listeners and our viewers right now to listen to your podcast as well and how they can get in touch with you if they need um, your help. Yeah. <laughs> your <coaching.
2: laughs> well, yeah, thank you, thank you again, Kara, for the invite. This is this, I, I love doing this because this really is part of my mission. To create a better world one person at a time and it really all starts with awareness um so yes if you guys would like to listen to like more of m- m- me rambling please do check out the coaching happiness podcast it's available on spotify um, apple Podcasts, google podcasts wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts they are around 20 20- 30 minutes really short episodes on topics that are near and dear to me um a lot of um a lot of filipino filipina um curated content um of my aha moments when i talk to clients and just when i talk to myself (laughs) and um yeah it's perfect if you guys when you guys are doing the dishes walking the dog um uh you know all all those little all those little moments where you just want to listen something and hopefully get a couple of gems and hopefully I get to um, impart a little bit of value to all of you. So yes, please do check that out. Um, And if you want to book a discovery call with me, um, you can find me on coachinghappiness.ph. Coachinghappiness.ph is also my handle for Facebook and Instagram. So you can also come find and interact with me there.
1: Got it. Thank you so much once again. Kathy yeses of Coaching Happiness Podcast, everybody. Thank you, Kathy. So Thanks, Cara. You. I look forward to having more conversations with you. Thank you so much for sharing this space. Hey, guys. I know how a lot of us need a little bit of help when it comes to sleep. And you're welcome. <laughs> We're doing... A Sleepasil giveaway. The mechanics are super simple, okay? This is all you have to do. Three easy steps. First is follow at Sleepasil on Facebook and Instagram. Follow at After30 with Cara And while you're at it. Second is post a screenshot of the podcast on Facebook or Instagram or even on your stories and use the hashtag SleepasilXPNA. Make sure to screenshot the episode with the Sleepasil giveaway, which is this one. Now, number three, on the caption of your post, tag three friends na alam ninyo na kailangan ng good quality sleep. Don't forget to make your post public. Again, on the caption of your, of your post, tag three of your friends who have deep eye bags <laughs> and who you know need quality sleep. Super duper easy and um, you get a chance to win gift packs from Sleepasil. thank you so so much for your time and energy i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did now this is the part where you share the things people moments whatever it is that you're grateful for today I would love to hear from you. So please do get in touch with me on Instagram and Facebook at after 30 with God, I would love to see you tag me and your stories. If you do post this and please follow me on Spotify, if you haven't yet, and also leave a rating on Apple podcasts that would really, really help the podcast. And of course me a lot. And I truly, truly appreciate you. I am so grateful for you. Don't forget, be grateful. <music>